Welcome to Kaya, the college and young adult ministry of Midtown Baptist Temple, a ministry seeking to pursue a deeper faith in Jesus Christ through God's word, fellowship, and prayer. How you guys doing? You guys tired off of all church retreat? Man, you should, that's not what I wanted to hear. We're young. We're supposed to be like, we're never tired, right? Yeah, right. Okay. Um, well, uh, welcome to Kaya. If this is your first time, you're kind of, you're, you're at a, uh, a different kind of service. This is a little bit different than what we normally do. Oh, okay. That was, okay. Um, sorry, I thought that was in my head, but you guys heard that, right? There's some more stuff. Okay. Well, yeah, so what we're doing here today is actually sharing testimonies of what God showed us at our all-church retreat. And if you didn't get a chance to be there uh, because maybe this is your first Sunday, you know, or maybe you just didn't uh, think ahead and you didn't get off work like I did. Uh, no, just kidding. I actually went to Boston, and I mean, that's going to be part of my testimony, and so that's kind of why I wasn't all, there, all the way there the whole time, but... This Sunday is going to be really refreshing, and, it, and that's the goal is that we can hear, kind of like in first service, we can hear how God is moving throughout our whole ministry and see how God is moving in individual lives and see how collectively we can see that and, and combine that vision so that we can further you know, uh, uh, glorify God with our lives and further his kingdom, right? And so anyway, um, I'm going to give a, a, a brief testimony of, of my trip with Brandon to uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, I'd never been out to Boston, um, but um, Mike is, I, if you guys don't know, Mike is hands down the funniest pastor in all of Living Faith Fellowship. <laughs> if you haven't had a chance to like talk to him or get to know him, I really, really encourage you to do so. Uh, I had the privilege of working for him for about a year, and I always joke that it was his most unproductive year of work that he ever had, because we just had such a good time. But more than that, Mike is also just a man of God who takes God's word serious, he takes evangelism serious, he takes leading God's people really seriously, uh, but he does it with such a joy uh, it's, it's a sacrifice, but it's, he does it with such joy that you wouldn't almost even, you wouldn't even know that it's a sacrifice for him. And so it was such a blessing to be able to go out there and see him just as a friend, but also just to, to go out there. And any chance I get, I, I glean things from him. I learn, I watch, I study him uh, because he has a lot to offer because God, he's allowed God to work through him his whole life. You know, he's been, he's been a very faithful guy for a long time. And so what Actually, we got out there, we, we landed, and we drove almost immediately two and a half hours out to uh, New Hampshire, to where the campground was, and uh, there is where we really got to meet the, the, the core group of the church, and it was really um, just amazing. Uh, this is a small group of people, maybe 20 people that, that were able to come to this retreat, a mix of people that we know from that were part of the launch team from Midtown and then a, a good mix of people that we had never seen. And it was really cool. It's always so cool to go see a new work and then meet people you don't know because that means God is still using these other people to work in other lives that, and you don't have to be a part of, that, a part of it. It's so cool. Like, you know, they don't have to know who Midtown even is in order to be following Christ and in order to be doing things for the Lord. It's really cool. Uh, to see that happening. Right now, they're, they're, honestly, they're mainly a ministry of international students because 
they're in the middle of like one of the most student dense populations in the whole country. I think it's the most student dense population. And so they have the, the, the privilege of meeting so many people, especially, you know, the team that's going out, I believe next month, right? Blake, where are you guys? I think you guys are going next month or September or August 26. Okay, so they're going out there, and that week there's going to be about 60,000 students uh, go, like moving into their dorms. 60,000. That's so many souls. That's so many souls. And so if you guys can be praying for them, praying for that team, that they'd be fruitful. Um, but really just praying for encouragement uh, for, for the team out there. It's not easy. Uh, the culture is very different. Uh, the thing is, is lost people are lost no matter where at on the face of this, this earth. And so sometimes we can get caught up in, a, in a, this, this mindset that, that those people are, you know, more lost than these people. They're all lost and they all need to hear the gospel. And so uh, even though the, the environment is different, the culture is very different, very, very liberal, um, it doesn't hinder the fact that, it doesn't stop the fact that they still need to hear the gospel and we need to love them. And so if you have an opportunity uh, to go out there and be a part of the team. Uh, I really, really encourage you to go out there and see the work that's happening. It's such a sweet work that's just so small and so in the beginning stages. And God is doing such a mighty thing there. You might miss it. If, if you don't get to be a part of it in, in the early days, you might miss it and see God add to that church daily such as should be saved. It's, it could be a lot. We could see like thousands of people all of a sudden come to know Christ and it's like, man, how cool is that? But you want to be a part of it, whether that's by praying, giving, or going. Uh, I really encourage you to do that. And so it was a refreshing time for Brandon and I. We had lots of fun, lots of laughs. Uh, I had this amazing, amazing toothache the whole time. Um, but I've, I got it fixed. <laughs> and so Brandon knows. He saw me like almost in tears because of this stupid tooth. But uh, you know what? It was so worth it. We had, you should have seen how happy Adam Merritt was to blob uh, Tobias uh, Toady. If you don't know the size difference of that, it's, Adam is like a, like maybe a Nephilim. So he's like, he's huge. <laughs> and Tobias is like on the other scale. And he went maybe 45 feet in the air, 50 feet. It was crazy. But we had a great time. So yeah, I, I do. I just, uh, I just want to encourage you guys that there's an awesome work going on out there. So with all that being said, I want to uh, invite Jaden up. Jaden, you're our first, our first testimony. Hi, I'm Jaden. Um, sorry about that craziness, but it all worked out. <laughs> um, and so I was at a church retreat the whole time, and it was really sweet. But one of my major takeaways was from um, James's message the first morning. Um, and he preached on 2 Corinthians 5. 17 through 21, and I'm just going to read 17 and 18 because those are what kind of stood out to me the most while I was um, listening to him preach, and it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given, us to, given to us the ministry of reconciliation. And so what stood out to me the most in those two verses and what James was preaching about is that we are made new and we are a new creature in Christ. And one of those things is to proclaim the gospel. And so I was just kind of evaluating, like, am I doing that? And do I actually recognize that I am a new creature in Christ and that my old life is now made new in him? And so I purpose to no longer please myself, and, but please God faithfully. 
And so after that message, I kind of went out through through the day um, at church retreat, and I was trying to make sure that my thoughts and my actions and also my speech were giving glory unto the Lord. And that's really hard to do. It's extremely difficult. Um, but I just like was like, I'm going to test myself, see if I can do this. Um, and I learned that like life is just so much more enjoyable when us as believers can live that way and glorifying the Lord and also just pleasing the God and in the God God in our thoughts and remembering that I am made new and that I no longer like have to be held down by a lot of different things that I've always done. And so um, after that, I was just like, okay, I want to have this perspective more in my life. And so how do I do that? How do I please the Lord over pleasing myself and just being so caught up in all my thoughts, like all, all the time. Um, and so on the last day of retreat, I got a call from Harrison and he said, hey, your, your um, car has a flat tire, so how are we gonna get home? And I was like, oh no, this sucks. And in that moment, um, I would say that it was, it was a trial, but it was also just really annoying. And, and of course it's annoying, but um, I was like, well, what do I do, okay? Am I gonna like be mad? Am I gonna pout? Am I gonna just like cry? Like that, I could do that. That's kind of what I wanted to do. Um, or I could face this opposition in um, remembering what the Lord has taught me over retreat and that I am made new and that I can actually have faith in this moment. And even though it feels silly, it's just like a nail was in my tire and I was so annoyed that I was having to deal with it. Um, the Lord has given me a ministry of reconciliation, and that's unity, and also trusting the Lord and what he has given me um, in him, in this new life. Um, and so I also just witnessed people coming alongside me and helping me, and that just made me think about what the Lord has given me. And he's given me the body, and he's given me um, help within this really unexpected weird moments of life and so I just I just thought that was a cool story to kind of share with you guys as I was like thinking about what the Lord had shown me and how I want to apply it to the rest of my life and what trusting him looks like and so that's all I have thank you that is uh, what growth and maturity looks like honestly, is being able to grow, uh, to be able to see past yourself and know that the, the mission that God has for us, the life that God gave us is so much bigger and so much more important than our, you know, petty concerns, you know, it's similar to how Sam was talking about, you know, the, your grief should match your, your, your yeah, your grief should match your loss, you know, and as a child, you, you stub your toe and it's the end of the world, but as you grow and you you learn that, like, man, these things don't have to consume my life. You can give glory to God even in the painful things, right? And that's, that's awesome, Jaden. Thank you. Okay, uh, next up. Gee, come on up, dude. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is G, uh, and I will be sharing with you uh, what God has shown to me personally from ACR. Uh, on the first night, I was inspired by the message from Pastor Dan, uh, how the Israelites were able to receive an understanding of God's word by reading the words distinctly. 
and giving a sense. Um, it sounds really simple, but having an understanding of God's word, uh, sorry, has huge and profound uh, implications for our personal devotional time. Uh, I will share with you later uh, what those implications are. Uh, yeah, so here's a verse uh, that Pastor Dan used from Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8. Uh, so they read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. Pastor Dan uh, used this verse to illustrate that we could gain an understanding of God's words through distinctive uh, reading and giving a sense. Um, after that, uh, during my quiet time, uh, I knew that I cannot just check the box on my reading. Um, I need to hear from the Lord. Um, and be desperate for his words uh, to transform me. So I pray for that. I open Nehemiah chapter 8 um, because I love the verse that, we just, that I just read. Um, and I wanted to know the context of the story. Um, so as I read, I give close attention to each word distinctly, hoping that I could receive an understanding um, like the Israelites. Uh, oh, let me tell you, I was blown away. So here's a super quick summary of what I found. Um, before, the, before the verse 8, the Israelites... Um, before, the, uh, before the verse 8, uh, the Israelites came to the priests. Uh, and scripture said that all of them had their ears open attentively. Um, as priests gives blessing to God, they bow down and worship God with their face to the ground. Who does that? <laughs> um, then, um, in verse 8, the priests read the words distinctly, gave a sense, and caused the people to understand. Uh, after that, two things happened. First, they wept. They cried. Um, they knew that, that they had broken God's law. Second, um, second, as they were weeping, the priest told them to stop weeping. Uh, go home to eat and drink, give portions, to, give portions of their food to those without, and have joy in the Lord. Um, and they obeyed. So here's, and the verse 13 tells us that the, they obeyed because they understood the word of God. And so we just saw that with the understanding of God's word, uh, there are fruits of repentance, uh, obedience, uh, compassion, and joy in the Lord. Um, yeah, boom, with these, mess with these verses combining uh, messages from ACR, God has shown me that I need to humble myself uh, like the Israelites before the Lord um, and read his words distinctly and carefully for an understanding of God's words uh, so that I can bear the fruits in becoming more like Christ. Thank you all. Thank you. That was awesome. Man, uh, that, was, that was a perfect little sermonette of Nehemiah. Dude, that was awesome. I don't even know if I need to summarize that. If you guys didn't understand that, <laughs> I'll speak with G after church. <laughs> Kidding. No. Yeah, God's word is really important, and uh, I, that's something recently I've also been reading through Nehemiah and seeing how important the, the word was to these people and how drastically it changed their life just because they heard it and understood it, and it changed everything. And so, you know, like Alan was imploring us to do, 
is taking the word seriously and, and studying it and, and taking each and every word serious and, and, and allowing that to change our lives. And man, I, and it's not just so that we can, you know, like Tony was saying, not so just that I'm not a liar when someone asks me, hey, you've been in the word, you know, like, you know, of course I have, you know, it's so that we can bear fruit and fruit that remains and we can have a life that when they look at us, they don't see us, they see Jesus Christ because what comes out of us is God's word, you know? So that's really good, man. That was, that was encouraging. So um, next, Celia, where are you at? Where are you at? Yeah. Hello. Um, <laughs> I'm really scared, so I'm probably going to mess up. But anyways... Um, so really quickly, I've grown up at Midtown um, my whole life. I got saved when I was five, baptized when I was eight, um, but I didn't truly start following the Lord until I was 15. Um, and then after that, I went through mentorship, discipleship, um, and so I've kind of just like done everything the way it's supposed to be done. Um, and so like all of that to say that over retreat and like kind of for the past few months, the Lord's just been showing me that I don't really know how to study my Bible. Um, the way that I'm supposed to, at least. Um, so I think, and uh, it's because I've been stuck in my traditions, like Tony was saying. So he was in Mark 7, 1 through 13. Um, and I just realized that I've been like Pharisees and Jews, just stuck in traditions um, due to just growing up in church. And um, <clears throat> it's just kind of like I've seen people walk in their faith um, as like someone goes through school, like you go to elementary, middle, high school, and then to college. So like LFBI being college. Um, and so I just kind of like been doing that since following the Lord. And um, so yeah, I did that even going into discipleship. Um, and I think I realized I forgot when I went through COD, I didn't actually ever count the cost of discipleship up until lesson 10. Um, and that's like, was a whole change in my life. And so kind of the Lord just reminded me of that and that I'm still like a baby, even though I've grown up here my whole life. And I feel like I should be like in a different place. Um, and so just for the past few months, I've been really frustrated in my quiet time because I feel like I'm not understanding anything that the Lord's saying in the word. Um, and I realized um, the first service, Dan had said that there's a need for us not to just read our Bible, but to unpack, understand and use it. And um, I just realized that for the past however many years, basically, I've just been reading my Bible, never like really looking into it, kind of like briefly understanding what's happening in it, but never truly looking at it. Um, and I guess like as I continue to grow, I don't want to give um, tradition to someone instead of the word of God, um, the way that I've been holding on tradi to tradition to feel safe um, so strongly. Um, because, yeah, I want to be able to invest in someone one day, but, like, not if it's me telling them, this is what I've learned growing up, so you need to do it, too. And that's for sure what I'm going to do if I don't change it, um, just because I've been doing what I think is right. Um, and so Colossians 3.23 says, And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. Um, and that's what I want to do. I want to stop doing it just because, like, that's what everyone says to do. Um, but so I can just continue to glorify God and not myself or anyone else. That's it.
That was amazing. Amen. Um, I think that's one that uh, everyone could relate to, especially I think the risk that we run uh, at, at, in Midtown uh, can easily become doing things to do things and getting caught up in, in just kind of going, like you get into that go mode and you start just, you're like, I'm just doing this because this is what I do on Tuesday. This is what I do on Wednesday. I have Bible study and this and that and this and that. And we can fail to remember why we're doing those things. And that's so important. Uh, and that's, man, thank God that we have the Holy Spirit, though, to put us in remembrance of the things that we've been taught. Because that's not what we were taught. We weren't taught to just do these things just to do them. We were taught to do them because this is what God's Word instructs us to do. And it's to further His kingdom, right? There's souls that, that are at stake and that matter. And so... Tony's message also kind of, that was for me, kind of hit me the hardest. So, so I was at home by myself watching that, and I was like, oh, man. I wanted to be like, isn't this good? You know, but nobody was with me. But, <laughs> but it was good. Um, but amen. Thanks, Celia. That you did good. Um, uh, so next up, we got uh, oh, Corinne. So Corinne's a, a new sister, and she's here uh, from Dallas, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Miles and Lisa got to, to meet her in Dallas, and so I'm so thankful you're here and that you get to share your testimony. So thank you. You guys are with me all morning, but I really feel like I didn't get to share my testimony today, so here I am. Um, so this is my first ACR. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, so I just moved here a few weeks ago. And I already kind of felt like God moving me here was a good thing for me. I, I felt that in my heart. Um, but ACR definitely confirmed that for me, like double confirmed. I was like, yeah, this is it. This is why he's here, and I'm glad to be here. Um, and it wasn't just the messages in every service, but it was all you guys, the community, the people. I never had this, what I see in front of me here every Sunday, every Tuesday. Um, Someone asked me something the first night of ACR. They said, what would your life be like if you never met any of you guys? I was like, wow, <laughs> that's an interesting question. Um, that's just like asking me, what would my life be like if I didn't have God? Because before I met Lisa and Miles, I wasn't in my faith. I wasn't you know, living for God. So um, I don't even want to think about what it would be like <laughs> if I didn't have him. Um, a thing we were talking about at ACR was evangelism and lost souls. When I met Lisa and Miles, I was a lost soul. <laughs> they met me at my old college campus and evangelized to me, and here I am a year later um, living for God and with all you all. Um, so God has taught me at ACR family that even though I moved to a place where I know nobody, I have you guys, and that's enough. You are my family. And although my family... Um, I'm struggling a lot with them, and some of them are non-believers. And after giving my life to God, I moved back with them. It's like being thrown back into a sea of non-believers. So it was really hard after giving my life to Christ, being thrown back into all of them. But I'm just so thankful to be a part of this church and with, with you all. Thanks, Corinne. Um, 
Man, that is, that's powerful. I think sometimes we, uh, especially people who have been to, you know, four, five, six, seven ACRs, you know, sometimes we forget that, like, this isn't just, like, you know, a routine. And this means a lot to, to a lot of people. And so that's really awesome that even just if the testimony is simply just that you know you have family here, that is a reminder to all of us that, that man, we're family. And that sometimes, sometimes I do, this usually happens to me during worship time, like when we're singing and praising, but I think about us being in heaven, like praising God forever. Like, isn't that cool? I don't, I don't know, it just gets me. And just like, you look out. I know, I'm trying not to cry. This is, I'm done. I don't want to, Karen. You got me in this mood, all right? Man. You ever seen Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? In the... Get back in there, you tear. And it like crawls back up. But I'm, I'm very thankful for this, this body, too. And sometimes I forget that. Sometimes I really do forget that. And then... Uh, I just expressed that to Brandon recently that, you know, that God has been uh, just showing me how much I, I have here, and I'm, I'm thankful for my family. I don't know where I'd be either, Grant. I don't want to think about it either. I know I'd be somewhere messed up, but anyway, um, man, this is such a good time. This is awesome. Uh, I love hearing from everybody and, and just... Uh, just having no, it's, it feels like a lot more free. We're up here, you know, it's kind of like family time where we just get to hear each other, and, you know. And so, anyway, Calum, you shared uh, in main service. Where are you at, Calum? Yo. Yo. Yeah. We get a double serving of Calum today, dude. Watch that cord. All right, all right. I trust your agile. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, dude. Okay, (laughs) I'll catch it. (laughs) All right. Okay. Um. So, just a moment of like vulnerability. I think my major struggle in everything is pride, and I see that. And God showed me how that was affecting areas of my walk. Um, it was hindering me in discipleship, um, hindering me in praise. Um, and so like, there's this moment where like, I I want to be worshiping and praising God, but you know, I sit there and I think, well, what if so-and-so thinks I'm being, you know, prideful and that's just insecurity, which is pride. Um, uh, God is worth glorifying um, more than your insecurity. Um, he's worth acknowledging that. Um, and then, um, so also, another way, and also my disciples will attest that pride and stubbornness are, you know, great feats of mind that I just kind of excused, you know, like, because I have a natural tendency for but that's not okay. You know, that'd be like me being like, well, I have a natural tendency to be an addict, so let me just, you know, indulge in addiction. That's, that's not acceptable. Um, so in one way, like, I was being prideful was 
just to my side, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call him out, but to my discipler, David, and I don't, yeah, I just wasn't um, giving him respect, and I wasn't um, appreciating him as much as I ought, and there was a time down there where we got to study the word together, and I just want to say, like, you know, this book, like, everyone knows this book, um, this, like, I think it's, I'm bad with names, but I think it was Godfrey that was saying the whole, you know, religiousness, this is not discipleship, and I know that's like a, for elders, that's like a big duh moment, but I had made that full realization that this book is not discipleship. It's just a tool uh, to guide you in discipleship. And that's what I learned. Like we were just sitting there and I had to be humble and ask David questions. And then there was this moment where I was like, oh wait, I'm getting discipled, okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, So, um, and then, yeah, just, um, yeah, the worship thing, yeah, worship guys is, I, I know I'm not the only one and that struggles with that. And it's just like, I don't know, lay that down. Um, who cares what people think? I don't mean that to just get away with whatever you want to do. I just mean, yeah, once again, God is worth glorifying. Um, you don't have to, like, raise your hand, but I don't know, however you worship. But, um, and then, yeah, and then, yeah, that thing that I shared over there just, just a reminder that we are a body. Um, I mean, if you are saved and you have Christ in you, if you know that your brother or sister is saved, then you know that they have Christ in them and um, that you guys can love each other. You don't have to worry about, oh, well, we don't always, like, get along or, <laughs> or I don't know how to connect with this guy. It's like, okay, but they love me and I love them. And that's, I mean, that's better. I mean, hopefully they like me at some point, but, you know, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I got, but thank you. Yeah. All right. Dang. Caleb, you got to wait before I can give you a hug, dude, but. <laughs> I was like, come here. I really appreciate the way you, you think, the way that you speak and communicate, honestly. It's very vulnerable, very honest, and I, I, I think that we could all use a little bit of that. And I think what, is, what God's teaching you in your humility is preaching to the rest of us, and it's great, and I, I really appreciate that. And I think that uh, I think what, something you said, too, that's, that's really insightful that sometimes we overlook is just the fact that our insecurities are, you know, like whatever that may be, um, at the root of it is pride. Because we just don't want to look like a fool in front of somebody else. There's a whole lot of things that we can pass off as like, well, that's just like, I'm just kind of shy. I'm just kind of, that's just kind of who I am. I'm not, you know, whatever. And really, it's, it's about you, and you're making the narrative about you, and not about God. You're robbing God of that, the opportunity for his name to be glorified, and you're putting the focus on you. And so, Caleb, I thought that was a, just a beautiful insight into how just the depth of 
how selfish we can be at times. And, you know, uneven, unintentionally, we just, that's how we, our, our mode of, you know. So, man, I'm, uh, I was blessed by that, Caleb. Thank you. <clears throat> and I want to be your friend, too, dude. I thought <laughs> when you said that uh, over there, you can be my friend, dude, <laughs> if you'll have me. <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> okay. Can't be today because... Today is my anniversary, so it can't be today. I wrote Amanda a song, and I'll perform. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, did, I did record a very silly song that I sent to a few guys. It was funny. Maybe if you want to hear it, maybe after church, come pick me up. <laughs> so... Um, but anyway, okay, so we're coming up on a close, and so to finish this off, Cameron, would you please? Um, I'm going to start reading in 2 Corinthians 4, 3 through 6. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So this and First Thessalonians 2.4, it reads, But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God, which trieth our hearts. And so I've been learning a lot about what it really means to be a disciple. And it's not just finishing discipleship or enrolling in LFBI or reading the word every day or going to Bible study. Um, A lot of it has to do with evangelism, and I'm pretty bad at that. And so I've just been learning that I love making friends and I love talking to people and making connections but then when it comes to the gospel, I shy away. And God's been showing me that that's disobedience. And it's disobedience to him, and that's a sin, not to share what he literally called us to do. And so our purpose is just the same. Once you become a believer, um, it's to glorify God, and it's to share his gospel and to continue to do that, um, and not just invite people to church or church activities or hangouts, those things are awesome. Um, But it's sharing the gospel of who Jesus is and to provide scripture to do that, of Jesus is the son of God that lived a perfect life and um, died on the cross to bear my sins, to bear all of our sins, and to do that with boldness and to do that in recognizing your friends and your family's sin is hard and it sucks a lot of times to say, no, I'm awful and so are you. But there's faith and there's hope in Jesus Christ, and we don't have to live that life. And so it's really sweet in the end, but it can be uncomfortable. And God's just been showing me that I always just want to please people. I just want to have friends. Um, And he's like, that's not what I wanted you to do. I didn't want you to have a bunch of friends that you could hang out with. Um, I wanted you to know me. I want other people to know me so that I could be glorified in that. Um, And so it's really sweet, and it's, it's just sweet to know that Scripture 
like has clear answers of what it means to be a disciple and that our purpose is to evangelize and it's not my new job or, or hanging out with people or, or doing things I like and are always trying to come up with these things to make our life look a certain way, to please people, um, to do things that they want to do. But really my purpose is the same and, and when transitions happen and changes come and, and things are seem crazy in life, um, the purpose remains the same, to share his word and to share who he is um, with other people. And so it doesn't have to be super chaotic and going through all these things like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I do know what I'm supposed to do. Um, and it's to share his word with other people that they could come to know him and, and glorify him because he's our king and he's our savior and it's awesome. And like this verse says, like what a privilege it is that we have been entrusted to share his word with other people. I don't deserve that. Um, and so it's just really sweet. And it's hard to recognize that and to come up to all of you and say, I've been disobedient. Um, but I love you guys and my accountability, and it's just sweet to know that we can all do this together because evangelizing can be really hard. Um, but we have each other to do that and to win Kansas City and, and our friends and family. So love you guys. Thank you for that. For all of us people pleasers, this might sound brash, uh, but... People won't be pleased in hell. <clears throat> no matter how much you, you know, try and like appease, you know, people's different little quirks. People are, if outside of the gospel, people are going to be paying for their sin in, in hell. And that's not somewhere they'll be pleased. So you are actually working against yourself if that's what your goal is, is to please people. You know, so thank you, Cameron. That's, that's a good thing. And I think as we grow and we become more comfortable with the gospel, we become more comfortable with who Christ is in our life, we'll become more confident to talk about him Amen. to people. You know, oftentimes unfamiliarity produces insecurity, right? You know, I'm not insecure to talk about my wife because I love my wife and I know my wife. Uh, but the times where I'm really insecure and afraid to talk about Jesus, it's probably because I'm not very close to Jesus at least in that season or whatever I'm doing. And so that just reveals in your heart, and it's a good heart check to just say, like, man, why was that the hardest thing to do, to just, you know, bring up Jesus Christ, the, the, the Savior of the world, the creator of the universe, wants to have a relationship with that person. They died for their sins, you know, but it, it was almost paralyzing to bring that up. I'm never paralyzed to, to talk about my daughter, her you know, my, my career, my job, whatever I'm talking, whatever it is that we're familiar with and that we like, it's easy for us to bring that up. Whatever show you're watching on Netflix, it's like, yeah, that's easy to talk about. When it comes to Jesus, we're unfamiliar, and so we're scared. So I encourage you, be in your word, take it serious, study it, know it. But um, so thank you, Cameron. That was, she was our, our, last, uh, our last contestant of the night, and so you passed. You all did good. It was really good, really encouraging. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to end in worship uh, just to give God some praise and, and what he deserves. And so take Caleb's advice. We're going to don't be insecure about what other people are thinking. We're going to give God glory and praise. And so let's do it. We hope that today's message encouraged you to follow Christ in his word. For more information about Kaya, for service times and information about our disciple-making ministry, please visit our website at caya.live.